When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Rafaela, and you're listening to Tobin tonight. I want to ask you to really get it to hop off of here. Like, I, I went on your Instagram and thought it was interesting because mm-hmm. it's funny because how I actually found you as the artist was Instagram does these sponsored ads, mm-hmm. or sometimes you're just scrolling through. And a song yeah. comes up, and then yeah. I was just a, like, south of France. I was like, okay. I was like, G- give me a couple minutes here. Let me dive into this a little bit. And I was like, all right. And then I like that Instagram does that because if it distinctively said, hey, this is a Canadian artist, blah, 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 I'd be like, there's almost like a stigma or whatever where it's like, oh, like that's okay. It's a Canadian artist. Great. Not that there's anything against that. It's just that people label it. So then mm-hmm. I was just like, man, she got to be like from like Spain or yeah. like like friends because she's singing about friends then it was just like hold on a second like canadian and what was the other side so people know lebanese actually there you go and then i was just uh, like that's interesting that's enticing but (laughs) like were you born and raised like in canada with that kind of heritage or did you come over to canada yeah well i was born in ottawa actually my um my dad uh he lived here for about 24 years and then he got married came with my mom uh, to Ottawa where she had me and my mom didn't like Ottawa so uh, so she really wanted to go back to Lebanon so they left Ottawa when I was still a baby uh, maybe like one year old I think and uh, I lived in Lebanon until I was uh, 19. I would come back to Ottawa, like for visits sometimes. See, I have a, a few uncles here, so would come and visit. I always knew I wanted to come back to Ottawa at some point. So yeah, so I decided to come back for university, and, uh, and yeah, I've been here ever since. So, so what enticed you? Like, because I guess your parents are like cold weather, don't like it, just not yeah. for me. But what enticed you to basically say, you know what, I can withstand it? Because I know there's a lot of list of what makes you Canadian. But yeah. you coming to live in Canada during yeah. winter, Canadian winters are bad enough. Ottawa winters are like really bad, but I feel like people like that makes her Canadian right there. She is now 100% Canadian. But what enticed you to make the journey back? There's a few reasons. Like one of them was, was the studies because I really wanted to do journalism. And I had heard that Carleton University has a really good journalism program here. That's what I got there. It's not journalism, it's communications, but oh, okay. it's from yeah. Carlton, yeah. Yeah. I also, like, this is a bit harder to explain. I always felt like, like I'm Lebanese, but I never felt like I really belong there. Like, I don't know, my personality seemed different or maybe not as warm as Lebanese people usually are. <laughs> or, uh, uh, I don't know, yeah, I just felt like I didn't belong there. And I also, while I part of it was music too like I didn't you know I I I wrote English songs and um and I read English books and I watched a lot of like 
you know, uh, you know, English movies. And, um, and so, yeah, I just really, um, I don't know, like, I felt like I wanted to, to come here for like these various reasons. And I did, like, I didn't come here specifically to, I didn't think like, oh, it was the place to pursue music. But because I, I wrote English songs, I was like, well, it's a good starting place to find maybe, yeah. you know, people who will, you know, resonate with what, with what I write. So yeah, so it was like all of these different reasons combined together that, that made me come here. <laughs> so are you are you still in like university now, enrolled in school? No, now I'm actually, uh, no, I've been done for um, three years now, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, I did, uh, I did a master's too uh, at University of Ottawa and I got a, an MA in comms. Nice. Uh, and and now I um, I work for the Canadian government as well. So. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say you went to University of Ottawa. This this conversation ends because if you know anything about Carleton University of Ottawa, there's a rivalry. <laughs> no, just imagine if I was just like, all right, it was fun, and just close this down. You'd be like, what happened? You'd be like, come on, you're you know Ravens, GGs, they don't get along. They're not supposed to, but. Yeah, yeah. I I come from Newfoundland, where it's like literally you either go to Memorial University or Kona, so it's not even like two universities. It's a college versus a university, and they yeah. never cross over. It's never like they're going to have a football game or a hockey yeah. game. But like, I went to Carleton, and I remember my first year, they had Capital Hoops. That's big mm -hmm. up there, mm -hmm. and like any time that they have like Carleton versus University of Ottawa, anything like the, obviously the big football game that they have, uh, but like you'd go down. Uh, what's the street name now? I, I, I'm just blanking on street names, but I know like Bronson, like you'd see a whole bunch of students. You didn't have to even go to the game, but yeah. you knew who win or won because if you hear all Carlton crowd like chanting in the streets, you're like, all right, they must have won. University yeah. of Ottawa just chanting. I'm like, okay, but it's crazy. Like, you know, from coming from Newfoundland to see that, I'm just like, man, they really care about their sports up here. It's like, no, they, if you go to the States and see how they treat sports, it's crazy. But I was like, this is as close as I'm getting where it's safe, where it's like, we don't like each other, but we understand that we're still students having fun. Where I feel like in the States, if it's like Tennessee versus, I don't know, like Texas or something, it's like, Probably. I will kill you because your team won. It's just like, dude, it's just a game. I'm not even affiliated with the team. I just, I just root for them because my son's on the team. <laughs> and they're like, I don't care. <laughs> it gets too extreme. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to ask you, how did you kind of get involved in the music science? Because I know you said you started writing songs in English. Why English and why music? Why wasn't it like, oh, I'm going to write poetry or I'll write a book? Like, mm -hmm. you, what drew you distinctively the, hey, I'm going to be a singer? I mean, I always liked writing. I liked writing essays. I was really good at that in school. So writing in general was, yes, something I always enjoyed but for the music part the first memory is my mom is an opera singer when I was growing up she was studying towards getting her opera degree which which she got so yeah so it was always like a music family musical family and she put me in piano lessons voice lessons things like that at some point it kind of changed where like I started um well, I mean, the first thing was I, I Taylor Swift was <laughs> oh, yeah. becoming known at the time. And I, I remember hearing Teardrops on My Guitar, I think, was the first song I, I listened to by Taylor Swift. And um, I remember like, oh, my God, she has curly hair like me. And she, she plays the guitar. And, and so I spent like an entire summer in my bedroom teaching myself to 
play guitar and then for the songwriting I kind of started when um, it was like a crush in school and who didn't like me back I think I was like 13 or 14. oh yeah that's how it all starts it's how it yeah. always starts yeah exactly <laughs> and so I was like well Taylor Swift writes songs to make herself feel better why don't I try doing that as well and so I wrote my first song and I kept writing more and more and more and that's kind of where it all came from. <laughs> How old were you when you came back to Canada? 19. 19, okay. Mm -hmm. But like, did your parents ever put up a fight for you to stay or were they kind of like, you know what, she wants to go, it's good. Mm -hmm. Because like, I can imagine for someone like myself coming from Newfoundland to Ottawa, my parents really didn't care. I should really ask them why they didn't care. <laughs> no, I'm not going to, but they knew I was going to live with my brother. So they're like, he's fine, he's okay. But it's still like only maybe what, like maybe a three hour plane ride or so away? Like if something really drastically happened, mm -hmm. but like, were they kind of saying to you like, hey, you you didn't know, you're staying here. Or were they kind of like, just just go, just go. You're, you're being annoying anyway. You want to go back to Ottawa, just go. <laughs> no, I mean, they voiced their concerns. My mom more so because like I'm an only child, you know, leaving there and coming all this way here was, was difficult for her but but she knew it was good for me and so did my dad and they knew i'd be like coming here to live with family at first um like i said i have a few uncles here so they were like okay well she'll be safe at least and also like lebanon was not doing so well at the time it's doing even worse now so now they're like definitely made the right choice so so yeah i mean they've, they've always been supportive of what i want to do and yeah so they knew like i wanted to do the journalism program they knew carlton was great so you know even though they were concerned they you know they still supported me hello i'm wendy mesley there you are a lot of people wondered what happened to you i could say the same about you maureen holloway well, here we are, a few years after we left our previous jobs. We've been busy. We have a podcast. I know, you're thinking, who doesn't? But ours is really good. It's called Women of Ill Repute. We don't just talk to women, though. Just the most interesting people you'd ever want to meet. Artists, musicians, comedians, doctors. Activists, convicts, writers, sex workers. Drop some names. Jan Arden, Pamela Anderson, Bruce Coburn. Samantha Irby, Louise Penny, Marilyn Dennis, Colin Mockery. We laugh, we cry, sometimes we argue. Come and find us. Our website is womenofillrepute.com. Or try Apple, Spotify, and all the podcast places. So now you know what happened to us, Women of Ill Repute. I know we went in a little bit of the music side. Now, tell me a little bit, and I know you said about Taylor Swift being an inspiration, but like... Yeah. Essentially, when did you kind of drift out? Because I know artists try to find their own voice, their own kind of style. Like, mm -hmm. when did you kind of go like, okay, Taylor, you're helpful. You got me here. But now mm -hmm. I got to branch out a little bit. Like, when did that kind of light flicker to be like, all right, got to come yeah. up with my own stuff here? Yeah, I think I think it happened naturally, like over time. I, I did stop writing for a while when I was doing university. Um I kind of uh, didn't want to pursue a career in music at that point because I thought it wasn't uh, realistic. And then, or I was told it wasn't realistic. But then, you know, I got a degree in journalism and communication. And then, you know, you realize, well, you can do it on your own. You don't, you don't need like big record labels anymore and 
all this kind of stuff like people can do it on their own now and then like covid happened and i was a bit lonely or not doing so well like a lot of people weren't and i kind of had a nap one day and then i woke up from the nap and i was like oh i'm gonna go buy like a little recording kit you know like and then i'll you know start recording covers like weekly covers so that kind of got me into starting the the momentum again of, of getting back into it i hadn't decided yet i was going to do my own stuff like i was like i'm going to grow my youtube channel which, which didn't really happen but it did help with towards like you know the yeah the recording side of it um and i started taking voice lessons again guitar lessons again which was interesting because i'm like well I'm, i was 25 you know uh well why would i take lessons again but then when you start you know you're like oh wait i still have a lot to learn and especially on the voice side, like over the last two years, my voice has changed so much from what it was before. And hold on, some... hold on. Your voice has changed. Wait, did you sound like this at one point where it's like, hello? My no, no. <laughs> voice evolved. Okay. <laughs> I'd be like, concerned if I was meeting you and next minute it goes from like yeah. your deep level voice and I'd just be like, that's yeah. not how she sounded on the podcast. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like I was really inspired by, by Taylor, but and and she's like she's my idol like forever and always but her singing style is not always or at least in her old songs her singing style wasn't always the you know the most smooth or the most you know right way of singing so okay so i i by taking lessons i realized how much more like i could give and and you know how much better my voice is than what i thought it was with the right techniques and everything and yeah and i started writing again and i found a producer in ottawa that i work with i that i worked with on my uh, first two songs and that i'm working with on my third one that's gonna come out soon um and so with each song that i'm putting out it's like it's taking a life of its own and i'm liking that because they're not sounding the same so in that way, yeah, it's like, I'm like, okay, well now I'm really starting to find my identity. It's not set in stone yet, but it's like, I'm learning as I, as I'm writing and, you know, and putting more songs out. So, yeah. Do you think people are surprised? Like, cause obviously when you stumble across your Instagram page, like, cause I know it's very, uh, how's the West Bay, I'm going to put it. It's very interesting to me when like, I listen to a song on a radio that's a new artist or like it, you just stumble across a page, like, listen, I like Adele, but I was like kind of really surprised and I found out Adele was like from the UK. And the same mm-hmm. with like One Direction, like I love One Direction. There's a part of me that knew they were like not, you know, Canadian or US, but mm-hmm. at the same point, I'm just still like, I remember listening to, cause th- those are my go-to examples, but I remember my friend in, at Carlton mm-hmm. got me into Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm trying to remember the first song, I think it was like, Give Me Love. And, yeah. and I was like, okay. It's like, I'm going through a bad time or like a heartache kind of thing. I'm like, sure. And then I like grew to like Ed Sheeran because I was like, man, this guy's a moody motherfucker. Yeah. And he came out with like pop songs. And I was like, that's, co- that's cool. It's like, he can pull it off. But it was like one day I just sat there and I was like, I guess at the beginning of it, you didn't know really what he looked like. Because mm-hmm. I was just kind of imagining what he looked like. And the next one I was like, this guy's a ginger. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. And then the next one I was just like, wait, he's not from the States? I was like, I don't, I don't hear the accent. And then when I picked up on interviews, I was like, there it is. So yeah. do you find when people listen to your music and then, you know, obviously there's certain words that you'll pronounce. Mm-hmm. Everyone does it. I'm a Newfoundlander. I have an accent. But do you find that they get a little bit surprised when you mention your background or like when you, you know, perform and they're just like, wait a mm-hmm. second. It's not what I thought she'd sound like or that's not what I envisioned. 
you know, it's fun because usually when people see me, I don't know if it's because of my name, but at first they assume I'm uh, uh, I'm Latin, like so, okay, and, like Shakira. <laughs> yeah, well, she's Lebanese. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been told that so so many times, so that's usually what I get. Uh, what I get, and then I get asked, yeah, for the uh, accent because it's kind of a mix of like a French and Arabic accent kind of thing. Yes, um, I'm glad you said it because if I said it, they probably try to cancel me. No. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean, I mean, that's fair. I just thought it was interesting because like going through the profile, I was like, all right, because I know Canadian and I was like, great. But like that, okay. a, that whole other aspect, I was kind of like, that's interesting because everyone has their own story. But mm -hmm. I just wonder, like, because obviously you go to Carleton or any university or college, you're, you're in a, a foreign land. Like some people got to pick up on it. But I'm just wondering, like, were people kind of like, what are you saying? Were they mean to you? Were they mm -hmm. trying to be inviting? Because I feel like if I go to France and I try my French, I'm not yes. good at French, but they'd be like, man, you, you must be Canadian. That's Canadian French. I'd be like, okay, you got me. Can you just show me where I can get like a bagel or a donut? And they'd be like, wee oui, yeah. wee. Oui. And I'd be like, yes, yes. And they'd be like, no, it just means yes once. I'd be like, but you said it twice. They'd be like, that's how we do it over here. I'm like, I'm so confused. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it's funny. Like I, even at university, like I had a, a few friends, but, but I didn't feel like I fit in with the bigger cliques, like the bigger journalism cliques, like now that I okay. think of it. I don't know why. I don't know if it was because of that. Maybe not. I don't know. I feel like it's because my ident identity is so full of different different things that, you know, I, I, I don't fit in a specific place. And I think that's, that's a big experience of many people who, you know. Sure, like, sure. I want to ask you, kind of diving that way is like mm -hmm. you know when you when you do feel a little bit uncomfortable or when you do kind of be like okay i'm not in this in crowd like mm -hmm. was that when you started going back to like writing music and being like all right this is my taylor swift version or were you kind of like how do you get through that because i went up there and i we have sayings in newfoundland like what are you at which basically means what's mm -hmm. up and i forgot where i was to and then mm -hmm. i was like telling people like was it what are you at and they'd be like this guy like what's yeah. his problem and i'd be like oh like shit, like we're in, I, I'm in another province. So then I used to be like, what's up? And then they'd be like, oh, I'm going to class. I'm like, it's so much simpler if you understood yeah. what I was saying. <laughs> that didn't really bother me. It's just a little, you know, thing that happened. Like I did have a few friends that I, you know, liked hanging out with. I've never been big on, you know, big group of, groups of friends, but uh, I have my few like, close friends that I, you know, always keep in touch with. And um, so that, that's not really what got me back into, into writing. No, like I wouldn't write about that, but. Uh... Oh, you're, strong. <laughs> you're stronger than I am. Cause like, that's how I feel when like I get ignored or I'm, or put on red. I'm just like, yeah. all right, time to go back to doing podcasting or time to go back and pretend I know how to pick up a guitar and play. They'll be like, what yeah. happened this time, Tobin? Like, who ignored you this time? I'm like, how do you know someone ignored me? You only ever do this when someone yeah. ignores you. I'm just like, all right, fine. This is Raffaella girl. She said this is going to come on my show. She like, no, no. <laughs> I, I want to ask you yeah. a little bit of the fun aspect here of like the podcast, but the South of France song, like tell me a little bit about how that came to be because I know you recently posted about how well it's streaming. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I enjoy when artists do that because like, there's a side of people that are like, 
oh, look at her gloating or look at him gloating. I'm just like, well, you wouldn't know. And essentially that's good. Like even if someone's like, well, it only has like a thousand streams. I'm like, it's still a thousand people that streamed it. Come on. Like I got to sometimes go back in my own, you know, dictionary here episodes. And I'll be like, that only has 400 plays. And someone's like, you have 400 plays. And I'm just like, that's true. Because twenty something year old Brian probably thought nobody's listening to this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I've I've I worked hard on the song. I worked hard on my plan to release it. So, you know, I'm gonna show up for myself because other people are not gonna do that. And so yeah, when it gets ten thousand streams, I'm gonna post yeah. about it because you know, some people are gonna say or are gonna think I'm I'm gloating, but you know the people who are streaming it are gonna be happy because they play the part in that. So yeah. I want to thank them, and then those who don't want to hear it can just unfollow me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like, like I still—it's f- not that I don't feel insecure about it. I still feel insecure about yo. I need to post, but yeah, like I have to be. I, I am proud of myself. I think I, you know, I'm gonna keep improving, but. But yeah, if it's gonna you know get streams, I'm gonna you know it's it's my second song. So getting on uh, Discover Weekly for my second song is kind of a big deal because I know that some people you know wait a long time before before they they are able to trigger that that algorithmic playlist. So I was like super stoked about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I'm just gonna you know keep working harder on my next one. So so people should show up for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like- Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. If you were saying, like, because I know you mentioned earlier about, like, how people today, and I, I, I agree with you, so don't make it sound like I'm like, oh, he's, he's going against me. But it's like, yeah. you know, people can, make, people can make it kind of, like, on YouTube, Instagram. Yeah. They don't really need a label. But, like, yeah, I, I'm learning that kind of myself. Like, I used to post episodes all the time and clips. And then mm-hmm. sometimes you got to sit back and be like, okay, like, it's working, but it's not working to where I want it to. So what can we change? Like, and you're, mm-hmm. like, I'm sitting there by myself going, like, okay, what's... Like what's going to catch people's attention, but like mm-hmm. not trendy. Like you still want it to be genuine. Mm-hmm. Like how do you kind of focus on your marketing? And like, do you really go full on examining of like, okay, Monday at two o'clock is the best time to post Tuesday. Like, cause that's where I'm too. I'm kind of looking at sometimes and it's all guess and check, but it's mm-hmm. worth a try. But there are sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, why Tuesday at 11 is the best time to post. And then Friday at two o'clock it is. And then you're like, okay. Or what about if I just post when I want to post? Like, come yeah. on. For a typical social media schedule, like I, I think 
now I'm trying to post more often, three posts at least a week. Just stay consistent so that you're still showing up. And because if you don't, then you kind of, uh, at least for me, I, I would fall off the wagon. Um, and then I'm for, on that wagon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for the, the first two songs, uh, the first one I had a big, you know, like, Monday I'm going to do this, Tuesday I'm going to, you know, and I, I did all that. For the second one, I did that as well, but less detailed okay. and now for the third one i still haven't done it actually but i you kind of get used to the the process so i kind of know how it's gonna go but yeah like i'm still trying to figure out what works best for me because for example for the second song i kind of had these highly edited promo videos with like behind the scenes of my photo shoot and then i found that just you know sitting and and doing lip sync to my song resonated more with people than yeah than than you know like the edited you know out now or yeah. Okay. so yeah that's kind of yeah but i i try to with the marketing i try to kind of cover all my bases like the organic the ads you know trying to get interviews like like this one for example yeah. um so yeah, and that's where my journalism communication brain. Oh, that's where the PR skills come, right? Yeah. We sh we should probably both be better at this. We're we're like we're like we're like okay, we both have communication degrees, right? Yeah. Or journalism. It's like how were we not this? How are we so bad at this? <laughs> I want to end it off here if you uh, to play a random game of okay. random random questions. Are you down okay. for that? Yeah, yeah. Right. If you could live in a book, TV show, or movie, what would it be? Well, I have to say it's a book called Book Lovers. And the reason I say that is because my third song that's going to come out like a few weeks to a month from now is going to is based on that book, inspired by the characters in that book. So, so yeah, that's why I choose it. Okay. Yeah. What, and like, and can you give me a little bit of detail? Like, I'm not a big book guy, but what, what's the book about? Well, it's about this uh, book agent um and then she so it's kind of like they're playing on the trope of like the how usually the small town small town so the guy breaks up with his selfish girlfriend who lives in the city and he finds someone in a small town place okay. and um in in that book the um, this book agent gets broken up with and then she she ends up uh, going to a small town herself and she meets this other i think is he i can't remember now if he's a book agent too but anyway they're they, they're both in the book business and then um anyway they fall in love and um that's what i liked about it like it's a cute rom-com it's i like that the couple is not toxic because usually when you read a book you know people like that the main characters hate each other at first and then they love each other but this one was just like they just got each other from okay. the beginning and you know and and they they grew to love each other so anyway i i was inspired by it right the song that, anyway. okay that's good because at the moment when you start saying that i was just thinking like instantly i'm like hallmark movie like that's yeah. every hallmark movie ever but then you pointed out that usually hallmark movies is they don't like each other at first and somehow something brings them together right yeah but that's that's how Hallmark movies would write it. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? I think the best, I don't remember who, I've been told it many times probably, uh, but um, it's the fact that you can't 
control how other people act towards you, but you can control how you react to other people's uh, actions, even if they're hurtful sometimes. So that's a good, yeah, that's a good uh, perspective to have. Okay, that's a good one. Best piece of advice I ever got was get out. Like, just don't be in here anymore. I'm just like, gotcha. But no, I like that one. That one's a little bit more worldly. Um, all right, let's see. <laughs> what is something you can never seem to finish? Hmm. I was going to say my sentences, but no. <laughs> games, video games. I always buy a new game and I can not finish it. I buy another really? one. Really? Okay. Yeah. How, I, I read that you have a Switch. Yeah. <laughs> what, what games do you play on the Switch? Right now I'm playing Persona 5 and I Breath of the Wild. Yeah, probably, probably these two. Are you like are you are you big on gamer like do you when you lose do you get mad or you just kind of like it's just a game i'm just gonna walk away uh i don't typically lose if i'm playing with like a group of people oh oh yeah. the confidence yeah <laughs> i've got mine direct or actually do i go this way uh, i don't know let me see if i can turn it this way there you go that's yeah. my sw that's my switch oh, okay so you know what you know what's gonna happen i love mario kart <laughs> like two two obviously i will ask but we will add you on mario kart and we will play some games. Okay. And then if I lose, I'll just be like, I'm not posting this. I'm, I'm getting beat. I don't like it. <laughs> but no, it's fun. Uh, do you have like, uh, have you ever played like Mario Party on the Switch? No, I, I have not. Okay, not don't. Much. Don't, because it will ruin, it just ruins you. Like you could be up by like four or five stars and you have it on like easy calm. And yeah. it's like, all right, this guy's about to get his third star. So maybe stop him from getting his third star. They're like, nah. I'm gonna take your fifth star. I'm like, but I have what? Like, stop! Like, you could have. No, it's not fair. Yeah. Mario Kart to me causes a little bit of anxiety, but it's fine. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you have any nicknames? Yeah, uh, Ella, or okay. uh, or Raph. Okay, so if I was to say Ella, is it from what I think it's from? Is it from like Frozen? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> why? Why that one? The end of your name. Yeah, like Raphael. So when I was young, I used to think my name was spelled. No one ever corrected me. I, I used, I, I wrote it my whole life, Raffaella, so two L's. And then one day, I looked at my identity card, and it's like there's only one L there. <laughs> so, but, but the L came with like two L's from the original way I used to write okay. it. So okay. yeah. I don't even think Ella is a character in Frozen. That's just where my mind went because I was just like. Yeah. Blonde, blonde hair. I was just. I like, never watched it, so. No, neither have I. But I have a niece that, loved, like, when she was smaller, loved Frozen, and I'm <laughs> sure there's a character in it that's probably similar to that. Someone will come at me in the comments section later and just be like, "You're an idiot. Why didn't you know that?" But I'm just like, man, she she kind of does look like the character from Frozen, um, <laughs> which is a compliment. Yeah, before but... people come at before people come at me and be like, "How dare he insult her that way?" <laughs> <laughs> what are some pet peeves that you have? For me, a pet peeve is if I'm working even though I'm guilty of it anyway, someone has a pen and starts like banging it against the desk, like back and forth. It's mm -hmm. annoying or a pet peeve. Like when I'm playing Mario Kart and someone blue shells me and I'm about to cross the finish line, that's a pet peeve. I know they, I know they want to win too, but I'm just like, dude, I'm so close. Okay. Why are you taking away? Why are you taking this away from me? Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, uh, do I, uh, probably, I can't really think of anything right now. This um, guy, I am your pet peeve from now on. <laughs> I do not like this guy. He does not, he does not entice me at all. He's mean to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I annoy 
myself sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's fair. You're your own pet peeve. <laughs> you're like you're sitting in a room. You're just yeah, like, I'm a ball of anxiety. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like I feel like we all are at some point. But that that's it. Like you're in a room. You're just like Ella, man. Like come on. You didn't even know your name spelled with one L. What's wrong with you? And it's just to like let it go. It's been it's been twenty years. <laughs> Watch your go-to dance move. I suck at dancing. I don't have a dance move. I'm good at music, but I have no. Okay, you're more like if I went to see you. I'll like, just, I'll just yeah. like do like a random. I don't know. Just like, trying like, to like, move like to this. the rhythm. <laughs> like, or, yeah. or like, like woo. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's fair. So you're more or less saying that if I went to see you at a pub or a bar, it's just you sitting there playing your guitar, and that's exactly. that's good. Okay. That's peace. At least, at least you know your limit, right? Because I feel like some people go outside the limit. Like if someone was like, Brian, let me see your dance moves. I'd be like, they think I have more than one move? Oh, God. So then I just come up with things on the fly and they're like, man, is he okay over there? Like, yeah. what's going on? And I'd just be like, I'm doing great. They'd be like, I'm, do I'm Chris Brown. I can dance. And or I'm MJ. Look at me moonwalk. They'd be like, I can see your feet. You're going nowhere. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I thought I was going places. Like in life, I thought I was going places. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Raffaella for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thank you for listening and good night. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer. And such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on blasttheradio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's blasttheradio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.